Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Rachel Anarino, VP of Marketing and Client Experience at Baseman. Rachel, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We're a full-service B2B podcasting agency, and we help brands use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have non-salesy conversations with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. You can learn more at tribknowledge.com. So, Rachel, tell us a little bit about your background as a marketer and about Baseman. Sure. Well, I've been in marketing for about 20 years now, so I've seen the way it's changed has just been incredible and amazing to watch. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you told me years ago when I started that I'd be coding emails or building out web pages, I would have deemed you as a little off your rocker because we didn't <laughs> do that back then. Yeah. But I really, I started out in the political arena, really um, started out more in the communications and media relations side, working for our state governor. And then I moved on into pharmaceutical marketing, working at a large pharmaceutical advertising agency. And from there, I went into women's fashion footwear. So I've been a little all over the place. I once had a boss who introduced me as, this is Rachel. She's worked in politics, fashion, and drugs. And it made me sound a lot more interesting <laughs> than I am. But probably right. been the past eight eight to 10 years or so, I've really gone into the B2B marketing space. So it's been exciting to merge kind of all of my experience together and take that into other industries. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And I think as a marketer, that's, that's good to have experience in all those different realms. I think it helps me not be so functionally driven. I've done a variety of different roles in a variety of different industries. So it's nice to apply those and, and bring some new ways of thinking into different companies. Yeah. And tell us about Baseman. Sure. Well, Baseman, we are a marketing firm. So we specialize in personalized communications and customer engagement. We really, we've been around for 70 years. We're family owned. We started out primarily as a commercial printer back in the 50s when the Baseman started the business. We're now into the fourth generation working at our company, and we're currently owned by the third generation of Basemans. So what we really do is help our clients get personal. At the end of the day, we say we exist to help our clients, even our teammates and our community achieve more than they thought personal or more than they thought possible through personalized communications. So a lot of our clients historically, we were, we like to say we were born in retail. We started out doing a lot of um, marketing, printed marketing for our clients, some of the largest brands across America, actually. And we do anything from in-store signage to all of their other printed marketing collateral. And a lot of reasons that the clients come to us is we're located in the heart of the Midwest, which means we're a two-day shipment from 80% of most locations within the U.S. Mm. And when you talk about in-store signage, especially for retail, timeliness is hugely important. Mm -hmm. And we also can do our own custom packing and kitting, meaning the signs arrive with no damage. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of... In the industry, you know, damaged signage is quite a challenge for a lot of people. So we really started off and, and built ourselves up, you know, that way through more of the traditional electronic collateral or in-store signage. But about 20 years ago, our current CEO and owner, Rod, he saw a need or an opportunity, I should say, for us to become more valuable to our clients. Because what we do with these personalized communications is we rely on data. So he actually created a CRM and analytics and loyalty division within Baseman, where what we do is we can take our clients and take all their data, whether it's in multiple locations or one, we can consolidate it into one, clean it, organize it, and then provide a single view of the customer. 
So it then allows our clients to better segment and communicate with their customers. So by using that strategic analytics portion, we really help our clients communicate more on a one-to-one basis. So that's mm-hmm. where our bread and butter is. And in addition to the strategy, we execute on that, whether it's an email campaign, an SMS campaign, or even direct mail. About a year ago, we implemented new printing technology. It's really cool. It allows us to do variable data printing, meaning if you want to send a direct mail to your clients, take your data, and you can create this custom one-to-one direct mail. So each piece can be completely different than the one right before it. So it doesn't. Mm. there's not a lot of versions. You aren't having to change out plates, and so it reduces your cost. It allows you to get really personal with the customer. So a good example of that is if you're in the healthcare, we have some healthcare clients, and if they want to communicate about preventative screenings or you know other types of incentives, they can change the imagery, they can change the messaging, Retails can change offers based on past purchase frequency, you know, relapsed customers, upsell, cross-sell. So it really gives our clients a better way to communicate on a one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, personalization is so important that we could, we, we could, and it, it, it's a whole topic unto itself uh, and we could easily spend the whole time talking about that, but we're actually not going to, <laughs> we have a whole different topic <laughs> we want You're to right. talk about, but it's really cool that you guys are, are, are able to do that and to enable yeah. others to do it. It's so valuable. So what what we are going to talk about is something else that you guys do really well, which is internally, you work very closely with sales. You and your team work with sales and the sales team. And I think, you know, most marketers would agree that marketing sales alignment is really, really important, but they'd also probably admit that it doesn't happen nearly as often as it probably should, right? It's, it's not always so easy to make it happen. So, so first, in, in your opinion, why is it important that marketing and sales are closely aligned? Yeah, I really think it comes down to that overall customer experience, right? We both need to be on the same page and we need to be communicating value. I think historically in the past, what I've seen is marketing and sales teams being on completely opposite sides of the spectrum or a lot of finger pointing, you know, whereas the marketer mm-hmm. might say, oh, they're not using the content I created. They're not using the tools. Why do we spend our time doing this? Whereas a salesperson would say, you know, where are the warm leads? These leads you're sending me aren't qualified. I need better leads. So there was like this divide. I think we were working on total separate ends of the the spectrum at one point. It's kind of like those, remember those woven finger puppets we had as a kid and you put your fingers Mm. in the further you pulled them apart, you know, the less mobility you had, the more tension, Mm -hmm. but you come together and you can move. So I think that's where we just had to come together and really align to our goals and expectations. Yeah, it's so important. I, yeah, you know, I, I worked at a company once, and I was in marketing. I was a copywriter. I remember spending like months and months on some project, and finally it was finished and it went out. And then a few months passed, and I was talking with a salesperson, and I asked them, I was like, you know, so how do you, how is it going with that, you know, piece that we created for you guys? It was like a booklet. And and he sort of looked at me puzzled. And I was and I was like, you know, that thing that we made. He was like, oh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, we we handed out and people just throw it away, so we just stopped using it. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, it made me it made me feel re- kind of demoralized, you know, like I'd spent all that time on this thing, and it turned out to be totally useless, you know. Yeah. It was so I think morale is at stake too. I think especially for marketing, if you you want to feel like what you're doing actually is useful. 
Absolutely. And I think that goes back to too open communication, like talking to each other and learning from each other, because maybe when we're developing a piece of content, we should talk to sales and say, okay, what's going to resonate from your experience? Because I don't want this to end up in the trash. I'm going to put a lot of work and expense into it. So I think that's where marketing and sales can really come together by opening up that dialogue. I mean, I can tell you today, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not talking to one of our salespeople. We call them new business development team. But mm-hmm. we, we talk multiple times a day. So about various mm. things, how to improve process, ideas, what type of content would work better. So mm-hmm. I think once you break down those barriers and you start actually opening up that dialogue and, and, and just speaking on a regular basis, it really makes for a more productive team overall. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean... But unfortunately, there are a lot of marketing teams out there that are not so closely aligned with sales. You know, the barriers are are yep. there. So, so what's been your strategy for breaking down the barriers for opening those lines of communication? I think honestly, it has to start with your leadership. If the top's not yeah. bought in, you're not going to get very far. I'm in a fortunate position where both of our owners, our CEO is Rod and our president Tyler, they both are a thousand percent bought in on this strategy and Tyler actually leads sales. So he's kind Mm. of my peer on the marketing and sales alignment. So I think that's where you have to start and you have to explain the benefits. I mean, for me and with what we do with getting personal, you know, sales is that one-to-one communication where marketing is more to the mass. So Mm -hmm. how can we enable them to reach out in a mass way, but also on an individual way, you know, through their personalization techniques with the content, making sure that the content is correct for those people at that group that they're sending it to. So it's a, it's just a matter of working with them on a day-to-day basis where we started, we started with developing ideal customer profiles, just your basics. Mm -hmm. What are our ICPs? And that really helped our sales team know, okay, now it's not this wide open, wild, wild west. Now I know what type of accounts I need to target. And then, you know, we developed our personas from there. So what titles within those type of accounts? So we know the size, the location, proximity, you know, what, who we should be communicating within those accounts. You know, I also mm-hmm. involve them in research and, and things that I'm learning on a day-to-day basis, like buying teams now, especially the type of accounts we're going toward, going for, you know, we have between eight and 11 decision makers that weigh in on these things. Most of the time, there's some sort of buying committee. So mm-hmm. we don't necessarily just need to reach the vice president or the directors or SVPs of departments. You know, it doesn't hurt to include some marketing managers or other people who are going to be involved in this conversation and might ultimately become an advocate for you. So I think it's mm-hmm. that information sharing and alignment to, you know, what are our real targets? How do we want to reach them? What do we want to say to them? We don't want to come across so salesy. So it's enabling them with research and and value-added insights. You know, I'm a big believer in providing insightful information, research. You know, we do a lot of eBooks, infographics. It's it's not just about that brochure. That brochure really doesn't come in or that ad until they're in that decision-making phase. We need to educate them Mm -hmm. and nurture them. So that's a big part of the marketing sales alignment for us is just understanding the buyer's journey, working with sales to get them the right content at the right time, and then also getting their feedback on what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you're, you're talking to sales pretty much every day, mm-hmm. maybe multiple times a day. Is yeah. that Does that happen sort of naturally that you've worked out over time, or do you have like regular standing meetings 
to kind of systematize the process? So we have a sales meeting every Wednesday that I attend, mostly in the background there for information or to come up, you know, help with ideas. That's where they kind of present their activity report. A lot of it's just organic. You know, they reach out to me via instant messenger or they call me or do a video chat with me during the day. If they have questions or ideas, we spent, I would say we spent you know, six to nine months really honing in and developing this process. So it wasn't just mm. like a turnkey quick system. When I came on board a little over a year ago, I implemented a marketing automation platform. So on the marketing side, we're focused on the inbound methodology, you know, pushing mm -hmm. the content out, pulling people in the right keywords and really nurturing and getting those more marketing qualified leads. On the sales side, they were using a completely separate CRM. So we were trying to tie them together, but it really felt like we were duct taping systems together. It, things weren't mm. translating one-to-one. -one. They weren't getting the full, you know, I talked about, we provide a single view of our customer to our customers, our clients. We weren't doing the same internally. So the marketing platform that we're on also has a CRM component. So we actually transitioned all the sales over onto the same single platform. So mm. now they can see if they're going to make a call, for instance, they can go in and they can see what website pages somebody's visited, what social media they've interacted with, you know, what marketing emails they've opened, as well as log all of their phone calls, their email outreach, SMS, LinkedIn Navigator. It's all there. So it better prepares them. So it made a lot of sense for us to be all on one single platform. Okay. So in other words, there's an important sort of tech piece to this. Oh, hugely important. Yeah. We, we wouldn't be able to do the outreach yeah. that we're doing without the technology. That's for sure. Yeah. And if you're using two different systems that don't talk to each other, then that's going to be a pretty big barrier for sure. Yes. We, we tried, you know, through APIs and plugins and mm -hmm. it just, it, it just wasn't a perfect system. So I'm not saying we're perfect yeah. now, but we're in a lot better position than we were. So the technology is a big driver. And then we also had to implement mm -hmm. a sales process. So what does that look like? How many times a yeah. day are they reaching out? Who are they reaching out to? How are they reaching out? What collateral? So I'm quite involved in what we call sequences when sales is reaching out. So helping them with talking points for their emails, even their phone calls and scripts for voicemail. So, mm -hmm. you know, we sit down and we talk about that and then we kind of put our playbook together and then they run with it. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some things, and, and I'm thinking now about, you know, marketing teams that might be struggling with this. What do you think are some things that can typically get in the way of this kind of collaboration? Honestly, I think a lot of times it's just their own tribal knowledge, to be honest with you. This isn't the way we've mm -hmm. done things in the past. This is, you know, this isn't sales. Sales is a handshake and going out and networking. And I think technology, and especially over the last couple of years, you know, it's really pushed us to change and to start selling in a different way. And, you know, people are so busy and there's a lot of data out there that, you know, we see a lot of times you don't convert until the eighth or ninth touch. I've also yeah. heard, you know, 10 to 12. Well, you know, I think a lot of teams, I've reached out four or five times and nothing, and I've just been making phone calls or I've just been sending emails or I'm not sending a handwritten note or, you know, there's so many different things that you can do and leverage, especially when you get to that account-based marketing mindset where you're, mm -hmm. you really know the company, you find an article that you think would be insightful to them, you know, share some of our blogs. One of the bonuses for me as a marketer is when we're sending out these emails and we're linking blogs and things back to our website or content we've developed that's on our website, that's only helping our SEO and our authority ranking by driving all these people to our website. So 
it's a win-win for both of us. It helps sales be that insightful value-added partner, but then at the same time, it's helping me on the marketing side selfishly, you know, build our opt-in list mm -hmm. or drive more traffic to the website, increase our SEO. So I think we both see a lot of benefits by partnering. But if you are in that mindset of marketing does this and sales does this, I think that's an old way of thinking. And I think successful teams are going to collaborate more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have any data to back this up, but I suspect that a larger the com a company grows, the harder it is to, to keep things aligned. Just there are more people, people oh, tend sure. to get territorial. There's just kind of more at stake maybe. I would absolutely agree. In larger companies, you've got your own SOPs and different yeah. divisions. And I mean, I'm fortunate that we're a, an SMB sized company. So I'm, I'm able to have those direct conversations with our leadership and our sales team. You know, we feel a very close relationship and it's, yeah. it's, it's easy. I think as long as you build those relationships and build that trust. Yeah. Well, I think the word relationships there is key, like one-on-one -on -one relationships that you actually yeah. have to get along with your counterparts in sales and in marketing. And you have, to, you have to like working with those people or at least make it easy to work with each other. Absolutely. And, and you know, we don't, I feel like we don't have a pride in ownership to say, I, they mm -hmm. can call me and say, hey, Rachel, this process just isn't working the way you've defined it. What if we did this? And if I can make it happen with the technology, you know, we can sure try that. Or I can call yeah. them and say, hey, you know, I don't like this message. I think, you know, this piece of content or, or this statistic might work a little bit better for you. And they're open and willing, you know, to hear that or test mm -hmm. it. So we have that open dialogue. So we're not getting our feelings heard or nobody's stepping on toes. Yeah. And you certainly have to be willing to put ego aside a lot of the time in order to just Absolutely. have an open mind. And we're all on the same team. Easier said than done, I guess, at least sometimes, but I think oh, yeah. you have to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I look at it as I've been doing marketing for so long. I'm not a salesperson. I've never been a salesperson. So mm -hmm. I value their input because, again, marketing's to the masses and sales is one-on-one. So yeah. I need their perspective in order to make these things successful. Yeah, for sure. Okay, a couple quick questions kind of to wrap up here. So what's been your main focus so far in Q1? Q1, for, from my perspective, is building brand awareness. Like I mentioned, you know, we're a commercial printer, but we also have all these other great services that people don't automatically think of us for. So brand, the Baseman brand name is, is pretty well known in the printing industry. We're one of the largest printers in the country, but as far as our CRM and analytics services. So I'm doing a lot of content and, and pushing that out and helping our salesperson who actually focuses on that CRML business you know, educate mm -hmm. and inform people about what we can do and how we help clients. Another focus is better MQLs, better marketing qualified leads. So really, you know, trying to, A, just get them because we just relaunched our website. You know, we're still building up our traffic and our opt-in list, but we've seen great strides just in the, just in what we've been able to do, like Q th over, Q4 over Q3 last year, we saw an 11% increase in visits. We saw nearly double the amount of impressions out there. So we know it's working. We just, you know, have to keep driving that forward. So really getting those MQLs and getting qualified MQLs. And I think lastly, mm -hmm. you know, it is that sales enablement piece. Continue to re refine the process. We're still hiring, you know, new team members, training them, learning, getting better, really optimizing this. Okay, very good. So what are the top three KPIs that your boss monitors most closely? 
they're very similar to what I just went through. Mm-hmm. You know, that brand awareness part is, is key. He wants to make sure that we're producing content that talks about a variety of what we do. So we've implemented a strategy where we're blogging every week. You know, we send at least one email campaign out a week, social media three to five times a week. So we're really making sure that we're talking about all we do. And at the same time, building up the, you know, organic and branded keywords. I think another thing is, you know, those MQLs, like I talked about, how many are we bringing in? Working with sales to, we, you know, we've set up dashboards and reporting and everything to see out of all these calls that we're making, how many are we connecting with? How many are we leaving voicemails with? You know, is this working? Is this the right cadence? See, we're still learning together what the proper email and calling cadence is. When do you make those LinkedIn connections? So we're really looking at that monitoring and optimizing. So I think, again, that goes back to the sales enablement KPI, as well as, you know, marketing qualified leads as I'm nurturing people through the system as well. Okay. And one last question. What do you and your team hope to accomplish throughout 2022? I think really just continuing to refine this process, to see some big wins, to see a lot more website traffic, a lot more MQLs. We've been doing a lot of work on, you know, I think of our website as another salesperson. We've got Mm -hmm. a lot of lead capture opportunity on there through pop-up forms, gated content, forms on various pages to capture that information so we can continue nurturing them, but also at the same time, providing that value-added content. In, In our world, a lot of the times, all it takes is for somebody to be disappointed in another vendor. And we just have to hit them at that right time. When are they looking for a printer? When are they looking for a marketing firm who can help with their data analytics, that sort of thing. So we need to stay in front of them. So I think Mm -hmm. we're going to continue our inbound content methodology, reaching out, and then also just continue working with sales to to make this process as, as optimal as it can be. Wonderful. Well, sounds like 2022 is going to be a great year for you guys. Lots of exciting opportunities out ahead. Yeah, a really exciting time. You know, we're really building this up together. So it's it's really fun and and great to be a part of all that. Well, thanks for sharing all that and uh, for all your great insights. Really enjoyed our chat. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Me too. Have a great one. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com, that's conversa with two N's, to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers they need to get to know to grow their business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.